0: i'll tell you folks i spent about 419 episodes enjoying that last bumper music but i really like the new bumper music that we're using this is the first time we've gotten to play the intro here on the wreck poker podcast and i gotta thank our man peter trulin so pete is an old friend of steve's back in the day steve and pete used to work on a bunch of projects together and uh, peter trulin was kind enough To put together some new intro and outro music for us and you can reach out to him his uh, contact information is in the show notes Uh, but if you do tell him thanks from the Rec poker crowd because i freaking love our new bumper music so thanks to peter trulin but of course that's just one of the people i need to thank of course i need to thank our sponsors the running aces hotel racetrack and casino and mark prashan from website amp without their help and support we absolutely could not do what we do here um, just like without the support of our premium members like uh, Josh Campbell. Uh, Josh is a great guy, enjoys rugby, and is a uh, regular in our Tuesday night online play and hangs, as well as some other opportunities to get together and socialize and learn about poker. So, thank you, Josh. Your $15 a month doesn't sound like a lot, but it makes a huge difference to what we do over here at Rec Poker. Um, we're a largely volunteer based organization. Most of what we do is free. And so it takes a village. Um, and I'm just the guy that they put in front of the mic for the podcast. Trust me. Um, my name's Jim Reed, Bluffsterini in the home games and Wreck Poker Jim on Twitter. But I'm just a small part of the team here. It takes an entire wrecking crew to make the magic happen here on the Wreck Poker podcast. And that crew, Uh, is some of them are here to join us tonight you can go to rec.poker slash crew if you want to learn more about me and them or you can just listen up because you're going to meet a few of them right now starting with our producing co-host the one and only chris jones i'm chris jones you stole my thunder i don't
1: even get introduced by no i'm chris jones Uh, you can find me 5v5 on twitter or 5x5
2: on the poker stars home game and i'm john somsky i am poker geek mn everywhere
3: and I'm Keith Brandt, and that's monkey system everywhere.
4: Uh, I'm Kim Kilroy. I am petfat33 on Twitter and petfat33 in the home game.
0: We've got a really exciting guest coming up tonight. I'm looking forward to talking to Alex, Doc, Sharon. Uh, but we're just before we do that, I want to tease a couple exciting uh, tweaks that are coming up to the schedule over the next little while. So we're recording this on uh, Monday, October 3rd. If you're listening live, if you're in the YouTube chat, you're going to get to join our uh, draw later for a free prize like we do every week. And it means that you've still got time to show up tomorrow night, Tuesday night. We're going to start our, we're going to redo, restart our old Tuesday night online plan hang. So, you know, Josh Campbell's excited about that. Um, And Kevin Mathers will be there often. um, And a bunch of the group here, we just hang out on Zoom. And play in the nightly uh, Rec Poker home game. And it's a lot of fun. We cheer each other on. We kind of give each other the gears, um, but it's a really fun time. And the Fun Country Online Play and Hang is moving to Thursday nights at 10 o'clock uh, Eastern. And uh, in that one, you get to play for free. Nine lucky Rec Poker Premium members will get together and duke it out in a nine handed sit and go. The winner of which gets $25, compliments of Fun Country, Uh, Fun Country Poker. So thank you to them for being a great partner with us. Speaking of partners, we've got someone from Poker Power, another Poker Power uh, friend back here on the show. Doc, I'm going to introduce you as uh, someone who has a lot of varied experiences. We talked about this a little on the beginning of the show. I can't wait to crack you open. And, and get to know you a little better. Doc and I are kind of friends on Twitter. Uh, we've got a lot of common friends on there like Kevin, the Minister of Hype, and some other folks that know how good we've got it up here in Canada and we want to get a piece of that action. Um, but Alex, Doc, welcome to the Rec Poker podcast. Thank you so much for coming on the show.
5: Thanks for having me. I'm really excited to talk. Uh, AJ says hi. She's my boss at Poker Power, and she said you guys are all really cool.
0: All right on. Uh, well, she probably says some true stuff too, every once in a while. Um, AJ's fantastic. Uh, and I feel like poker power and Rec pokers have so much in common, trying to make the game more uh, accessible and inclusive for all sorts of people. And so it's a pleasure being able to talk to another one of the coaches there. So let's let's start with there. So you are a poker coach uh, with poker power. you're you're involved in the business uh, side of it. What's your role with poker power first?
5: I'm a lead instructor. I kind of shy away from identifying myself as a poker coach, because I think there's lots of great poker coaching available out there, and I'm not a great coach. What I am great at is teaching total beginners how to play poker. So our goal at Poker Power is to teach one million women how to play poker and just kind of turn the tables on life. And so uh, my role is that I teach new beginner women how to play poker. And I do that often in a context like this on Zoom and often for big companies. And I've even taught women and girls in africa and kenya how to play poker and 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 large companies like visa and comcast and stuff like that for corporate events so if you're out there and your company is really cool and likes doing you know boring corporate events have a fun one instead and contact poker power
0: <laughs> nice uh, we're all about fun and poker you know like that's it's a game people it's a game you should yeah. have fun and of course it's more fun when you win. I know I'm not the only person who feels like that. So learning together and getting better at poker is a big part of, of uh, what we're doing here. And, and and that is a lot of fun when, when you do it right. Um, yeah.
5: And, and Poker Power has basically 12 lessons that build on one another. So we're not a fish factory here. We actually try to train people with really great content so that they learn basic strategy to feel at home at any local poker table they might join.
0: Now, I, I hate to always ask our guests, like, how did you get into poker? So let's actually let's put that off just a little bit. And I want to focus on the fact we don't get a lot of practicing Wiccans who are active Coven members here on the show. Um, why don't you talk a little bit about that side of your life and, and what, has, uh, what has what has what excites you about that? What got you into that and kind of how that has led you into the, the role that you're in now?
5: Sure. Uh, well, I've 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 always liked cards, whether they're tarot cards or a deck of playing cards, I'm going to say. Um, yeah, I'm a practicing witch. I've been so for most of my life. And uh, when I was a teenager, kind of got into exploring it, had really great parents who were very understanding and a mom who was into the magical kind of stuff herself. And my dad, who was kind of an eye rolling atheist, but still willing to like drive me downtown to go meet druids, So, you know, they were very cool. And uh, so I was, I've always, it's always been a big part of my life and my spirituality and my community. And um, so, yeah, I was initiated into Wicca in, I think, 2006. And that was getting into a coven, and we practiced traditional Wicca, and so I've been practicing ever since then, and um, run a coven of my own now. So that's that's a cool part of my life. I love it, and it didn't really cause me to get into poker, but I think that I almost have a spiritual experience sometimes when I when I really deep dive into a poker moment, and I'm thinking about just all the probabilities. It's like it's like being able to. Enter the multiverse, right? Sometimes, so that's that's kind of cool.
0: Well, I know we've got a bunch of people uh, watching live on YouTube, and I'll clear, encourage them if you've got any questions for Doc, just type them into the chat there. And of course, uh, Chris, John, Kim, and Keith un- unmute anytime and jump in as well. I got a bunch, so I'll just keep on rolling like I tend to uh, along here. So um, you mentioned kind of eye-rolling atheists. You must encounter a lot of those um, in in your life as a witch. Uh, what's, what's that like? And do you find that that creates sort of like a barrier in any way to, to your success or to, to, to relating to some of the people that are maybe don't, don't find that that's in the mainstream exactly?
5: Well, not really. I, I think that, um you know, really hardcore atheism requires a lot more faith than I have mm. for, for, you know, and and or witchcraft in a traditional sense, especially trad- British traditional Wicca, which is what I follow, is a very what we call orthopraxic religion instead of orthodoxic. So it's what we do that makes us witches, not what we believe. What we believe is always evolving and ever changing. And so what that means is that um, you know, uh, we do what works. And so what we do, we continue to practice because it works for us. And so I don't find it too weird if I run into somebody who doesn't believe in it because I'm just like, okay, fine. It's sort of similar to in poker. If you make a really great bluff catch and then the fish across the table is like, well, wow, you're so dumb for calling with that. And you know, it's a good bluff catch and you're like, okay, yeah, cool. That's right. That's rad.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's a good way of thinking about it that's true <laughs> because what, what what people don't know they don't know right um right that's...
5: and why would i want uh, the opinions of fish in life or in poker
0: <laughs> yeah so um tell me a little bit about sort of what witchcraft has brought to your life and, and how how uh what you what you get out of it and sort of what that what that experience is like
5: sure i mean just like any i i'm sure any fate that's that's deep to a religious person. It's a relinking with divinity with something greater than myself, which is really important. Uh, it's I think that it it's brought me a really fabulous community of people that I just really love to the bottom of my heart. Being a part of a covenant, it's kind of like when you get initiated, it's kind of like a, a marriage in a sense, that you're 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 bonding with these humans that you really need to trust uh very deeply, right? Because it, you're gonna be vulnerable in any spiritual group. And so that bond has been a really super important part of my life. And, uh, you know, the magical piece is really important to me. It's something that I believe in and it's something that's gotten me through hard times. Like when I had high risk cancer, uh, my spirituality was a huge part of getting me through it. I mean, the first as soon as I got diagnosed, first thing I did was call a member of my coven who also survived cancer and just was like, Download everything you can to my brain and as to how I can cope with this, and he's like, "All right, you need to watch a movie on Netflix about everest <laughs> mm. <laughs> and you know it's just really nice to have that community that that support um that and that magic and faith that brings light to life
0: well I want to talk I want to ask you about some of the uh, books that I've seen um you write and uh, but first, uh, magic so there's a lot of non-believers out there. Um, or skeptics, let's say. So can you sort of describe what you mean by that and and, and how it sort of uh materializes in the world that we all share?
5: Sure. I, I'd say that magic is a change in your world that is brought about in accordance with your will. Uh so will is kind of code for a very serious intention. And so, of course, all of us know that the intention starts with within. And when you change your perspective, often your world changes. Now, that's magic. You know, you could either, you know, angrily drink your morning cup of tea or you could stir it with intention and then, you know, take a sip. And those little things make a big difference in life.
0: I completely agree with that 100%. Well, thank you for indulging me in that curiosity because it's just such a cool little peek into a world that I don't get uh, a lot of access to every day, to be honest with you. So I, I was just personally curious about the, some of that kind of stuff. Yeah, Keith puts that into the chat here, like mindfulness. I think that's Absolutely. right.
5: Yeah, I, I think, oops, I just accidentally hit a Zoom thing. Oh,
0: you're good, <laughs> anyway, still good here. No I'm worries. good.
5: Okay, all right. I'm bad <laughs> back with technology, not a techno witch. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Mindfulness is is a really important part of life. And I think that any spirituality or religion, the word religion, which atheists might shy away from, it just means relinking, religion, right? Relinking with something mm. bigger than yourself. And mindfulness is a huge piece of that. And certainly you don't need religion to relink with something bigger than yourself, but it is one path.
0: And I think that, you know, people do benefit from kind of like visualization of things and that intentionality that you're talking about. I think that we do have the power to like make the world a better place just through the application of our mind and smiling more and having a better attitude about things. You know, I, I say often, you know, people decide what kind of day they're going to have in the morning. Uh, it's yeah. kind of up to them. You
5: know. And math is magic. You know, we see these probabilities and things happening in poker that our brains can't really intuitively fathom. It feels very wrong. But then you just have to trust that the math will shake out the way that it will. And that's that's faith right there. And that's magic.
0: Yeah, I mean, faith is really uh, just a belief in anything. We don't actively understand the mechanics of it. Right. So I think there's there's a lot of that in the world today, for sure. Um so talk to me, have you always been a writer? Is that something that's been with you your whole life? What uh, What's that journey been like for you?
5: Yeah, I mean, I, I was always really great at writing in school. And I wanted I wanted to write a children's book when I was in junior high, because my teacher was just like, you're amazing at writing, and you should really write a children's book. And I thought that was really cool, you know, but I kind of got bored with it. By the time I was in high school, my writing classes were the easy ones. And I was like, I don't want to be a writer. This is too easy. Uh, But then I decided to, you know, do some some basic writing and there's a there's a fun little self-challenge every November called NaNoWriMo, it's National Novel Writing Month. And the idea behind this challenge is that you write in one month, 50,000 words, and you get mm. to sort of experience the life as a writer, you know, drink coffee late at night and get tired and write garbage, right? And you're not supposed to really worry about the content mm-hmm. of that writing. So I did a couple Nano NaNoWriMo's, and then I submitted one of those productions to a publisher and at first they were like we like this but we want you to turn it on its head and I was like oh, okay so I I edited it and then got my first contract
0: and and the rest uh, just kind of rolled on it's so much I mean once you've once you've been published you're I guess it's just so much easier to keep writing right like that mm-hmm. first one's the hardest one
5: definitely and especially well it's any it's anything with stamina right there's a kind of stamina involved with, with daily writing for sure And now I've written over 26 published books and it's definitely helps to start a relationship with a specific publisher as well.
0: Mm, That makes a lot of sense. Uh, Chris Jones also works in the world of literature. So uh, he might have some, some insights on that front as well. Um, So, okay. So then Before you started instructing with Poker Power, you obviously encountered poker in some way in your life. I'm guessing it was as someone who enjoyed playing poker. Uh, Where did you pick it up and and sort of what, what role has it had in your life?
5: Sure. Uh, Well, it was it a really important time that I discovered poker because I had just had like a really country song bad few years in my life (laughs) where uh, you know I'd had this like horrible car accident and then I recovered from that and then I got cancer and I had to do you know five months of chemo and thirty six treatments of radiation and have my breasts removed and my ovaries removed and then my husband left and he took the dogs. You it's exactly like a country song right that is so nice. I had I, I had experienced a lot of negative variants and I was starting a whole new life because my life had changed and everything was new and I left you know with nothing but I could what I could fit in my tiny little car and I drove back home to Canada from you know I'd been married down the states and I was like okay uh, new life new stuff I've always wanted to learn like a smart person game and huh. I have the choice between chess or poker, I wanna learn chess or poker because those are smart people games. And then I thought, well, I don't have any friends now. I just uh, went through a divorce and cancer. You wouldn't believe how many friends you lose in that kind of process and moving and so i was like i'm gonna learn poker because i feel like i could probably make more friends this way and so i jumped onto the old app store and i downloaded the old zynga poker
0: Hey, (laughs) all right
5: and i went to the library and i i picked up uh, learn poker like the pros by phil helma and i was like all right i'm gonna play like an eagle today
0: (laughs) Find your animal. (laughs) Yes.
5: (laughs) And in doing so, I really immediately fell in love with the game because I realized that I could heal. I could heal myself because I've always been a control freak. And mm-hmm. so going through cancer and the divorce and everything, I just was blaming myself and reliving all this stuff in my mind going, how, what could I have done differently to, to avoid all this stuff? You know, I was very heartbroken from the divorce. I, you know, he was my world. I very much loved and still do. And uh, so poker helped me realize that you can do everything right and still lose a hand. Right. Yeah. And that you dwelling immediately on the last hand is not helpful at all. You just need to look at what's in front of you and play the next hand and trust that the math's going to shake out. If you keep making good decisions.
0: That's a great, I I remember learning that lesson myself through poker and, and it helped me a lot in my life. Like I used to be, I'm also a control freak Uh, the folks (laughs) here on the show might be able to tell you something about that. Uh, But I, I was, um, I was a short I had a short fuse I was you know I got in enti- I got like uh invested in the outcome of things and like you know results yeah. oriented and um just knowing that pocket aces are meant to lose a, a non-trivial portion of the time when you get them in pre-flap like that kind of lesson seeing it happen um a yeah. lot a lot a lot a lot like that does help give you a good attitude about life I think
5: It really kind of dovetailed with all the therapy I was doing at the time because I recognized I needed a lot of therapy. So I had like (sighs) two two different therapists and I was going to these uh, groups called Al-Anon, which is for people who have been affected by someone else's drinking. So it's like a 12-step recovery program for the family members that have been affected by the alcoholic, right? And so what I was learning at Al-Anon was like exactly like what I was learning through poker. And so it was really an amazing kind of crucible for healing. And I'm hoping to bring some of that empowerment to people through Poker Power.
0: I've had um, some friends go through uh, Alcoholics Anonymous, which is uh, the the original 12-step program. And uh, they had some great success with that. And I know a big part of that was kind of having to surrender yourself To a greater power. And again, not to get religious about it, uh, God or something like that, but it's really about just giving up the notion that you are in control. Uh, Yeah, exactly. is Is that consistent with your learning there?
5: Very much so, because I had such trouble with those steps. You know, one of the steps is just getting ready to relinquish control. You know, that's a whole step of the 12 steps. And I was stuck on that step for a while because I just wasn't ready to let go of the control. I I was like, no, I'm the reason that all this happened. And I'm the reason that he was drinking and all this stuff. And then one day I thought, well, maybe I'm not in control of everything (laughs) and that was like my first (laughs) step i was like maybe i'm not getting control of everything and then poker kind of kept teaching me kept you know prodding me and i was playing and thinking okay no i'm not in control of that either or this or that and and learning to just kind of stay in my lane and play my cards was a huge step forward
0: i love that Uh, chris did you have something yeah, uh, Doc. I mean, part of this
1: conversation is kind of reminding me a, a little bit. Have you read Maria Kanakova's biggest bluff book? Kind of yes. about like decision making and this idea of like you know kind of coming to terms with the lack of control and and yeah. sort of figuring out the best way to make decisions. And that's what poker can really teach us. And I guess my question, since you deal, uh, since you're you're working with so many beginner poker players, um, there's sort of like a difference, I think, uh, between understanding the theoretical side of like that aces are meant to lose sometimes and like actually accepting that and like making that part of like not sort of letting that lead into tilt or lead into all these sort of other things and i'm wondering like what's your experience and sort of like how do you teach that to a to a like for our listeners who might be sort of beginning players or for for the people you work how do you sort of like help teach that idea that you know, to go beyond the theory and sort of actually kind of understand it in your bones.
5: Sure. One thing that I always say is, you know, I show people, you know, here's a spot where Aces is going to win 80% of the time. But that means you have to lose 20% of the time and you can't opt out. You can't opt out of that 20% of the time that you lose. You have to physically go through it and live through it. And, and that's something that I do have to say over and over to people, because it can feel like a slap in the face. I mean, just like with life's variants, you know, so many, so many slaps in the face that I felt I had. And I thought, how could this be happening to me? How? And I think also living through cancer kind of helps you get past that denial piece, because that's what it is. It's just denial. It's masquerading as logic. It's this denial where you're not ready to say this is happening right now. And so you say, no, no, this is not happening. Something else is affecting this to make it not happen. But the quicker you can get through that no, no, no screaming at the void, (laughs) the quicker that you can get to a place where you can make sound decisions based on what you have in front of you.
0: Sorry, I forgot I was muted there for a second. Um, Yeah. Kim says here in the chat as well, uh, you know, even getting aces busted, it's acceptable once or twice, but it's tough if it happens in bunches. And even when you're as experienced as Kim Kilroy is, uh, it's hard to control the tilt sometimes. So it sounds like you'd say that, that you've kind of carried some of that knowledge into this other part of your life and it it helps you there as well.
5: Definitely. And that's a really good point. Like uh, life has this variance too. When I was going through my variance in life, I remember saying to myself, I just don't have time to take a breath and heal from some of these things, right? Because I have so much to do. I have a life to plan. I got to move back to Canada and take my kids there and this whole thing. And so I didn't have the space to do the therapy in between with more bad stuff flying at my face right so this is something that happens in life and it happens in poker and i think that those life skills carry over to poker and vice versa if you can learn to keep having those bad strings of losses over and over again in poker you can start carrying some of that over and part of that may be finding a way to pause or quit and heal, right? Which you can't do with life's variants. but that's why learning from games is so amazing is that through play, we can have these little, this little microcosm that we can play around in, but we have more of a sense of control in that we can choose when to play and when not to play.
0: I like that. And sort of like uh, working on our life problems within the, the realm of that we can control of poker. That seems like, that seems like good advice. Um, Keith and Kim, They just keep feeding me lines. They like the sound of my voice, I guess. I'm going to keep talking here. So uh, Keith is kind of famous for this element of his own mental game where he says, you know, for him, when his aces get cracked, he just reminds himself of how much fun it was when you cracked someone else's aces and (laughs) kind of hold on to that positive experience because it is, is, it's the entire thing. I think this is what recreational players have trouble with. You have to visualize the entire universe of possibilities all at once, right? And I mean... You feel good about the times when you get aces and and win, and you feel bad about the other times. But they're all the same aces. The winning and losing is part of the same hand. Like it, it's just the other side of the coin. So you kind of have to, yeah, kind of have to accept all of it together if you want to have the good. You can't just opt out of the bad, like you were saying earlier.
5: Yeah, I, I, I personally like to think, especially when they get cracked by something really kooky. That's just like yeah. a bad play. I like to really be genuinely happy for my opponent because I want them to keep playing that way, right? (laughs) Even if they just like leave the table immediately, they go to go rat hole my money. I'm like, way to go, bro, because he's going to be back tomorrow. And that's, that's fantastic for the whole ecosystem, you know? So I've learned to be genuinely happy for people when they have the massive suck outs.
0: That is good for you. Yeah,
4: I was, well, I was going to say that I can never feel the way Keith does because when I get it in against Aces and I win, I know I got it in bad and I just (laughs) don't feel good about it. that's right
5: (laughs) that's that's my tilt too you know when i first started playing poker i thought wow i'm gonna be so great at this game because i'm gonna have zero mindset issues because as you know i've written a lot of books about meditation and mindfulness i'm like you know really well well trained in all that mind game stuff right but everybody has tilt and mine isn't getting mad at the way cards come out at all mine is that mistake tilt because of that control thing and so that's what I continue to work on to this day.
0: Kim, did you have a follow-up there?
5: No, no, that's good. Yeah.
0: All right. Um, so, how did you get involved with uh, uh, playing poker? And like, so, so you're playing on Zynga. Um, that that leaves you a lot of room to develop as a as a player. Um, what? What? what how did you get to the point where you're one of the lead instructors with uh, Poker Power?
5: Such a weird path. So you know, play it on Zynga. And then I get on party poker and I made my first deposit, you know, some book that I read, I read all these books and some book that I read said, you know, set yourself a budget. Cause you know, you're going to lose when you're learning. And so for some reason, my budget was like $13 a month. I was like, 13 yes. is lucky. So, totally. so I'm going into, you know, one penny, two penny games. I'm doing this and I decide, Oh, and run at once poker was a huge part of my journey too, because I'm like following all these poker podcasts and I'm listening and I'm learning that Phil Galphon, this trusted guy has this new poker site and they need beta testers and they're going to give me like 40, 40 euros to just blow on this site. So I'm like, okay, cool. So I sign up and I start playing on run It once poker and I'm really loving it. It was so wonderful. I miss it so much. And huh. they say, oh, you know, you'll get all this rake back if you become a streamer. And I was like, what the hell is streaming, right? And so I, I look into this and I'm like, oh, there's people who play the games on the interwebs and then people watch the people play the games. Okay, cool. I'm going to do that. So then I started a Twitch channel and I'm playing horribly, you know, but I'm trying super hard. I'm super try hard. I'm like tagging all my people and I'm like writing stuff down. Like, okay, so they did that with this hand. I wrote down every single hand they showed down. And, I'm, and this random guy comes into my chat, this random Estonian, and he's like, I would like to teach you how to play spin and go games uh, for 50% profits. And I had nothing to lose. I was a losing player. So I'm like, OK, sure, random Estonian guy. So we start doing these like <laughs> these calls with this random Estonian guy. And this guy, <laughs> no joke. She takes me from like losing poker player to like spin and go crusher, you know. Mm. And I got really great at spin and goes, and you know, and I developed this really good friendship with this guy, too. Really great guy. And never, fi- never um, caught
0: his name though. That's so weird.
5: No, his name is Archer. And, uh, he's a really great guy. And, um, I, I, but you know, he had his own demons and stuff. So he did end up falling off the planet at some point. And I decided that long-term I really wanted to transition to cash games. I had originally asked him, can you teach me how to play cash games? And he was like, no, I'm bad at those. You know, only spins. And so, so I was like, okay, I'm going to 2021 is going to be my cash game year, you know? And like, uh, cause I, I have been you know I could play some cash games kind of crappily and then um, <laughs> so for a while I was like losing money playing cash and then grinding it back up with spins and losing money playing cash and grinding up playing spins all that stuff and then um, yeah I, I ended up uh, you know transitioning fully to cash games and I'm still working to get better there has forever you know <laughs>
4: yeah
5: and. And uh, Poker Power was just kind of a, a strange happenstance. I had already, like, I was super enthusiastic into the poker community. I joined the Women's Poker Association as an advocate. And then I saw Poker Power and I went to their website and they had like a get involved link. And I was like, I'll get involved. And then my boss now, AJ, says, let's do a Zoom call. And we do this Zoom call. And I'm just expecting to like volunteer, you know, like I'm doing for the Women's Poker Association. But then I accidentally got hired (laughs) (laughs) because I also have a background as a teacher. So I used to teach science and stuff to middle schoolers and high schoolers. And so she liked that and ended up getting hired. And that was in that was uh, two years ago. So I've been working with them for two years now. And so I was one of their original OG instructors in the group and it's been really amazing watching them grow
0: nice john yeah so i i'm
2: uh curious uh what are the for spinning goes what are the adjustments as compared to a normal sit and go or a tournament or because it, it's an ultra fast? for those who don't know ultra fast structure three players. And there's a lot of variance in what the payouts are. So you kind of spin a wheel and sometimes you get two thir- the rake is one third and sometimes you get like 10 times the buy-ins or something like
5: that. So, okay. Now I'm so excited because anytime I talk about this, like on Reddit or whatever, I get downvoted because people are like, you can't win spin and go. So I'm really, <laughs> I'm really excited to have a sympathetic audience because I really believe that spin and goes are an ideal way for a beginner to become a winning poker player and then you know get into the poker world. Because, first of all, you only need a hundred buy-ins. You can start with 25 cents spin and goes, that's 25 bucks. You know, if you can afford 25 bucks a month as your original budget, and then that's gonna be your bankroll that you build from, you're gonna grind up to thousands. I literally ground my way through all the stakes, you know, paid my dues and all that. Although, you know, people don't recommend that. <laughs> people recommend that if you have money, just go ahead and play higher. But anyway, so, but it's possible. It's, I'm living proof. It's totally possible. And the one thing that's really important to know is just getting solid pre-flop ranges just Mm. memorizing solid pre-flop ranges you can't just like budget don't try to use like cash game ranges and like narrow them or widen them a little bit that's not going to work you're going to need to get some really solid spin and go ranges memorized and there's plenty of courses out there and like udemy and stuff like that and then that's really going to be a huge thing because another reason why it's so profitable is just the number of fish there like there's tons of people who are just there to watch the stupid slot machine animation at the beginning and then if they spin up just a 2x multiplier they're just blasting off they don't care right and the 2x's are your bread and butter as a spin and go grinder right like you're gonna really grind it up that way so like my post pop game was terrible for quite a while and just having <laughs> that pre-flop game just a hundred percent solid was was key for just becoming a winner. And then going from there, just and the post flop game is so simple compared to cash, you know, because you you start off with 25 big blinds. And so, you know very simple really one of the main things you got to know to be a good spin go player and cash game player is just identifying your player types you know like tagging those fish and just playing playing well against them
0: John, did you have something else uh, on that point no no that was a good explanation mm. yeah i think it's really interesting um as these new variants and formats come out uh the people that kind of understand the edges at first really get a chance they're just way ahead on the learning curve as opposed to everyone else coming into it and i think people don't like when when people now play spinning goes like you say they think about it like oh i just have to play really well on the big multiplier games because that's where all the money is i don't think they appreciate the the grind of it and being more invested in those smaller ones is the only way to really make money
5: one thing you need to know you need to understand that it's the numbers game like 3000 games is like the minimum amount of games before you can trust that your Mm. graph is going anywhere. So 3000 games, that's because the immediate variance bounds is 30 buy-ins up or down is totally normal. Like that's an everyday thing, like no big deal, 30 buy-ins up and down. And when you lose And when you have a hundred buy-in downswing, that's just your practice for the next time you have a hundred buy-in downswing. (laughs) (laughs) So you have to be really comfortable with variance. And that's one reason why I transitioned to cash games is just the variance is such a killer. And once you get up past like, you know, $60 buy-ins, you're playing versus very specific regs and you're playing more to that exact dude. Than you are anything else and it the, the your edge starts to get really razor thin at that point mm-hmm.
1: i i kind of want to just jump in too because it's a it's a format i haven't really played very much at all but i've always been kind of curious do you in a in a spin go setting especially against uh some players when you're not up against those known regs when you're up against more the maybe a, a wider player pool maybe a player you've never sort of encountered before Does does your strategy change when the prize pool, like when the prize pool shoots up to some sort of more, you know, the, the five X or the 10 X is, is like, does that does that influence or do you just sort of have your range? ranges no
5: yeah generally no I mean you will probably you know shy away from like if you have a decision point between you know a jam or or not then you might shy away from those those places if they aren't like overwhelmingly in your favor but generally it's way less deviation than in a cash game in any scenario like In a cash game, there's just so much deviation you have to do with regards to the people at the table and what's going on and, you know, who's pissed off at a server, you know, like so much deviation, whereas in a spin and go, like you can just not deviate ever. And that's fine you know like a hundred percent in fact on run It once poker one of the cool things about that site is they had they had their um game was called the cube and what happens is like there's this cool animation and the prize is locked inside like this question mark cube and you don't know what the prize is until after the spin is finished and i actually really liked that because i think my game was a lot better when i didn't deviate based on the prize in fact you can take advantage, like on other sites, like Poker Stars, you can take advantage of players who are playing way too wimpy when the multiplier is big by just playing a solid game. And uh, so that's the only deviation, really, is knowing that everyone else is going to be deviating too much.
1: Yeah, that's and, sort of like what yeah. I was kind of wondering about is like, how does it influence the other players and then how does it that influences them so
5: much yeah, because yeah, yeah. most of these people are not grinders, you know, like they're, unless you see like the Russian flag by their name or the Estonian <laughs> flag by their name or the Brazilian flag by their name, you can probably be sure that they're not spinning go grinder and that they are going to freak out when they do a big spin. Yeah. And, and I think, yeah, like one of the things that I learned from run at once was when I had to switch back to poker stars because they click. Wow. um i was just like i'd never even watched the animation anymore i was like whatever you know like uh and that was great
0: yeah jump in there Keith. you had a question or a
3: yeah comment? yeah uh you are a teacher i'm kind of interested in what kind of a teaching technique that you use you said you'd have 12 lessons and you you one builds on the other uh so what i'm interested in is First up, uh, how much of a beginner are they? Is it somebody who doesn't even know the rules of poker? Correct. You start right from there? Absolutely. And, then, uh, yeah. and also, what kind of techniques do you use? I'm kind of interested in hearing the uh, basics about that.
5: Sure. Yeah. I'll tell you what I can tell you without getting into their proprietary materials. But the idea is that these are complete and utter beginners. They don't even know the rules of poker. They don't even know the hand rankings. And this is because we teach all kinds of corporate events, right? So a lot of them are just kind of like women's empowerment events that, you know, these employees are being forced into on their lunch breaks or whatever. And so um, we are taking a ton of people who just don't even know what the hell poker is, you know? And so we... start off just from the basics we start off with hand rankings and being able to identify what's the nuts on the board right and we build from there and eventually we get into just basic strategy things like seabedding and stuff like that and we get into the logic behind it all and uh, these are mostly we do have some live events um, but a lot of these are done via Zoom because Poker Power was born during the pandemic, right? And so what will happen is there will be essentially like a 30-minute uh, PowerPoint presentation with, that is really slick and has all these great concepts really laid out for beginners. And then there's 30 minutes of play in just in an app so that you can get some experience playing the game and get your feet wet. And all of our instructors are just really experienced, really great at answering all these questions. And we do really big events, too, where there's just tons of people. So we have multiple instructors and then we do Zoom breakout rooms and stuff like that. And we always have one instructor manning the chat to answer any questions. It's a really awesome program. And we've gotten a lot of ladies interested in poker through it.
0: Kim, where do you go next?
5: Uh yes,
4: okay. I uh you had your
5: uh start with
4: the uh, Helmius book. <laughs> <laughs>
5: yes. And and Reddit of yeah. all things r slash poker, like just the worst, just the right. worst sources. <laughs>
4: so my question is in today's game, uh, what do you use for your own study? For your own game, what materials do you use? How much time do you study versus play? So
5: um, I'm I'm probably like If you think about poker as like being a gamer, you know, and there's a, there's a, a range of between hardcore and filthy casual, I tend towards the like more hardcore, so I do devote like an awful lot of my time to play and study. Um, I think that, uh, so I've been taking a lot of courses from chasing poker greatness. If you know a Brad Wilson, I'm sure, you know, maybe one or more of you have been on his podcast. You no, know.
0: he's great. Yeah.
5: He is fantastic. And so for cash games, you know, like, like I said, I was studying with this weird Estonian for spins and we were super intense. Like he would do calls like. At least twice a week, like video calls that were at least an hour. And we would just, and I would review hands for at least an hour every day. And then I'd be grinding with like a goal towards like five hours of play. Right. And so this is kind of where I'm coming from. And I want to join a cash game coaching for profits situation because I really thrived in the spin and go coaching for profit situation, but it's a little more competitive. In the cash game coaching for profits, and I have to get better, right? Good enough to join one of these stables. So I've been, I've taken all of Coach Brad Wilson's courses through Chasing Poker Greatness, which I highly recommend. They're really amazing and they help you understand not only how to play against fish, but also how to talk through a poker hand. He also has like this amazing Slack community where you can post hands and stuff. And, you know, he probably would hate me saying this, but he's like the most generous with his time coach out there. Like even if you just like pay for one course, first of all, you can retake it as many times as you want for free. Second of all, you get access to like weekly Zoom calls. Third of all, like you can just pester him with questions and he won't like charge you any more money. He just like answers it. You know, like if you're just an earnest seeker and you're doing it because you love poker, like, he will just answer you. He's so generous to all of us, you know. It's not just because I'm a lady, right? Like, it, he's just like this to everyone across the board. So, um, so really, I've been thriving in his community. And he has a coaching for profit stable that he just got started with. But he's only accepting, like, super high crushers, you know, the um, so I'm I'm looking forward to in October. Actually, I'm about to start Poker Detox's um 30-day hmm. public course. And I'm hoping to, you know, get a contract offer either from Brad Wilson Stable or from Poker Detox. So that's, wish me that's, luck. That's, run good, run, good.
4: That's amazing. Good luck. I uh, was I took part in one of his Zoom calls once when he was offering it uh when it was free. Uh, to join in and it was hand histories and you could bring a hand and stuff. And I thought it was really good, but I'm a more of a tournament player. So yeah. I sort of went the other direction. Um, and do you play any tournaments at all? Or do you just sell don't, on cash?
5: Because I only play poker. I only play tournaments when someone else buys me in, to be fair, (laughs) which means I've played some good tournaments. You know, Poker Power actually has had a staking program for their instructors. um, And I got to play in the World Poker Tour, which was really exciting. And you can imagine since I, you know, most of my poker time has been during the pandemic, my live poker has been significantly less. And so it was really fun to play in some of those bigger buy-in events. Um, So I do, I do play in some tournaments but only only when someone else buys me in I'm not, I'm not bankrolling any of that because <laughs> I'm just not as good
4: I'm <laughs> a quick follow-up one quick follow-up where do you play live cash
5: where do I play live cash mostly in the local casinos I'm really lucky I live near Vancouver British Columbia Canada and we have like four casinos that are like really close to each other here and my favorite ones are the Hard Rock Casino Vancouver. That's actually my top favorite. And if you're a wreck poker player out there, it's like the best because it's kind of like the vibe is really nice, like the staff seems happy, you know. And like, you know, the old man coffee check folks that are there during the day are like really cool and sweet. So Hard Rock Casino Vancouver is my favorite. There's also Grand Villa um that's another casino there that has like more tables. Um, but,
4: uh, definitely
1: hard rock casino for the vibe. Thanks. Uh, doc, we've got a, a, question, uh, from our audience, uh, Ben Enslow, um, is asking, I think specifically about spin and goes, uh, since we've the conversations companies, he's, he's wondering, you know, and I, 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 I know Ben and he's kind of, you know, he's, he's an accomplished player. He kind of knows what he's doing, but, uh, he's asking how many tables should you play if you're just starting out, trying to like figure out the spin and go scene.
5: Start with one, start with with one, (laughs) definitely, because like the main skill that you need to develop is those observational skills with being able to spot, you know, like, okay, there's a limper and there's this and all that stuff. So I'd say definitely start with one, especially if you already know how to play other forms of poker, like cash games, because you're going to make cash game guy mistakes. And let me tell you, those are bad mistakes in spins so um definitely start with one and be really slow when you add on your tables you know so don't don't jump to three even if you're used to playing four cash like just jump to two you know and play that for a while and then go to three um yeah
0: yeah the pace of those spinning goes is so fast because you like like chris mentioned earlier you know you're three-handed and so the action's on you a lot it's i find even i i used to play multi-table full ring cash and even now in Ontario, if you play on PokerStars, they don't even offer full ring. The, the most you can get is six max. And I find I have to play fewer tables just because I, I'm I'm playing hands more often, which means my attention's drawn to that table more often, which just means it's just not, not as many tables available of brain space.
5: Exactly. The ranges are so wide. So you're going to be playing way more hands. And also you're going to be heads up at like three tables at once a lot of the time. And that's like a lot of button clicking. And I remember I, I used to be really spastic when I was adding tables, I was like (laughs) rushing and I'm like, Oh my God. And then my cool Estonian dude Arter he showed he showed me a video and he's like you don't have to watch the hands I just want you to watch like how calm I am you know mm. And he's like just clicking he's got like six tables at one point he gets up and like opens a window and like sits back down and I'm just like wow okay I'm doing this wrong <laughs> so, yeah oh now I also you're... forgot to mention I play in a lot of home games too so that those are smart
0: cool. that's yeah. always a good idea um, and I run yeah.
5: my own home games for beginners. So nice. Yeah. There you
0: go. Um, now you're, uh, you, you're a popular streamer on Twitch, uh, twitch.tv slash queen of diamonds. Um, mm-hmm. How often do you stream? And is it a sort of a set schedule? And uh, what what games do you typically play? And what sites do you play on that kind of stuff?
5: Sure. Uh, Normally I've been kind of cutting back on streaming a little bit because I'm doing this course that's coming up and that's going to take a lot of my time. But once that's over, normally I stream five days a week and I do beginner lessons during the week. And so, you know, each Each day of the week is for a specific concept and I'm teaching like two beginners and I'm kind of proud to be this niche content maker in the poker category on Twitch where I'm the only person teaching total beginners how to play poker and I really like that. I'm hoping that, you know, random gamers just surfing by will fall in love with the game through my channel. I also have a fun project that I'm doing right now with some poker friends where on Sundays we do like a true crime chat over a poker table. So we all just like play, like bink around on on a table uh, and then we like talk about a true crime case. And so that's that's really fun.
0: That's (laughs) great. Yeah. I mean, a lot of our wrecking crew members also offer coaching uh, through the wreck poker shop. And I think one of the one of the things that, that another thing we have in common, Doc, is There's just that great quality of, uh, of coaching or instructing with beginners, novices, to intermediate players, and we can shine a light on advanced players and just like being an objective viewer and maybe tell them something that they're not paying attention to, but it is a different experience like Tell, helping it, less experienced players understand things like playing a range. You know, like yeah. I just, I love that look on their face when you tell them when they start thinking about ranges or something like that, or like the difference in ha- having an elasticity to sizing, like that kind of stuff is just, yeah. I find that very validating.
5: And I find that the, the lingo is a big barrier for absolute beginners. So on mm-hmm. my Twitch channel, I focus on like Words of Poker Wednesday is like where I define a poker term. There's like a phrase of the day. And then also I just try and keep my language really simple. So even though, you know, I might know my stuff, I don't talk a lot about MDF or blockers, you know, when I'm when I'm playing on Twitch. I talk very basic stuff, you know, like what's the nuts on this board kind of thing and everything like that.
0: Well, I've got one more question for you, Doc. But first, um, I just want to remind our YouTube audience, we're going to do the draw at the end of the show. So if you want to type the words food bank into the chat there, you'll get entered into our draw for a free prize. Um, And Doc, can you just remind folks? where they can find you on twitter or on uh on twitch or any other places where you'd like people to reach out and then i'll ask my last question and we can close this baby down
5: sure you can follow me on twitch.tv slash queen of diamonds and uh my name is hard so you can just like find me through like links on the show notes or whatever for twitter and stuff like that but um Yeah, and definitely check out PokerPower.com if there's a female in your life who might want to be checking out this game. Like if you have a wife, a sister, a girlfriend, or a mom, uh, getting them some poker lessons is a really great gift.
0: <laughs> it's true. It's true. Um, and I, and yeah, folks, if, if you're on Twitter, just start with Dr. Alex and uh, work your way down from there. You'll find her um, eventually. So uh, my last question, Doc, the, we do a theme of the month every month here in our premium membership where we focus all our learning material on one theme each month. Uh the theme this month this month is three betting. And so I always try and ask our, our guest just uh can you just share a couple thoughts on on the importance of three betting uh from the point of view of the aggressor like why is it important to have a three betting range and sort of like uh really any anything that this brings to mind on that subject at all?
5: Sure. Well, I'm going to talk towards beginners because that's what I'm best at. So a three bet means that you have raised someone else's raise. So the reason it's called a three bet is because the blind bets are the first bet. The first raiser is the second bet. And then when you re-raise them, that's a three bet. Now, we might re-raise for two reasons. There's really two good reasons to put money in a pot, right? There's not a third reason, like I'm bored, right? There's two (laughs) reasons. One is as a value bet. Yeah, one is a value bet or the other is as a bluff. So we can three bet either for value or as a bluff. So this is one reason why understanding ranges is a really great way to start. Now, if you don't, you're you not ready to memorize a bunch of three betting ranges, just know that you wanna three bet some valuable hands like aces, kings, queens, and ace king. Those are some really valuable hands to three bet. When you're thinking about bluffing, you can get some bluff ranges memorized for three betting as well, which is really useful. But if you're not ready to memorize ranges, Think about hands that might play well post-flop, even if you get called. Something like a suited connector, like 9-8 suited, might make a good bluff 3-bet. And remember, you want to target people with your bluffs, right? You don't want to bluff the person who always calls. <laughs> Look for people who are wimpy. They're not playing a whole lot of hands. And when they do, they fold to 3-bets or when they're just in the blinds and they hold a lot anyway.
0: That's great. Well, thanks again, Doc. I really enjoyed getting to know you a little better. You're a super fun follow on Twitter and uh, it's great to kind of peel back the layers a little bit. I hope we get a chance to get together, play some cash in real life. One of these days, wouldn't that be a treat? Count me in. That would
5: be awesome. All right. Thank you so much for thanks
0: having again. me. Thanks again. You have a great night, Doc. All right. So uh, that was a treat. I've been looking forward to having uh, doc on the show for a while here. Um, such an interesting character uh it was, i i i couldn't help but ask about the magic and the witchcraft and the covenant that sort of thing as an outsider that's just like fascinating to me but um i don't, I really I don't even agree. think
1: we mentioned or came up she has a phd too so like oh yeah why, no doc her is nickname not his doc yeah so yeah like, it's uh, not
0: just a nickname it's, she's yeah. a doctor she's an actual doctor a published author um just in case you know people hear witchcraft and i think they get a little like i, I don't know I, I think some people there's a barrier there but um, I was really, uh, really impressed with the conversation. Um, and uh, so, John, did you have something on that front?
2: Oh uh, no, I was just getting ready for you know when it, when you well, move on to the next thing. I didn't <laughs> want to be muted at that point in time, so smart. I'm preventing it... the Somsky.
0: Getting out ahead of that Somsky—that's really smart. Yeah. Um, so before we get into the uh, home games, or no, we, we could get into the home games, and I could just interrupt John. We haven't done that a lot lately, but no, okay. So we'll 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 uh, we'll we'll come up with something else to interrupt him. Um, but I mentioned that the theme of the month this month is three betting from the point of view of the aggressor, um, Keith. You've if people are listening to this in real time, they still have time to make it on Thursday, October sixth to Monkey Systems uh off table tools study group which is on thursday evenings at 7 30 eastern the first thursday of every month uh, keith are you going to be using advanced poker training uh this month to look at three betting or do you have something else up your sleeve
3: i'm going to be using advanced poker training but what's going to be different is that uh they've uh, asked me to be a beta tester for a new release oh where, where they uh the, where they're going to have introduced bots that play more or less gto strategy but it goes from beginner all the way up to advanced levels so we're going to go up against the cyborg level <sighs> and but other than that we're going to try three betting we're probably going to three bet those gto cyborgs with a wider than recommended
0: gto range because it's okay. more fun. yeah i love that idea i love that idea and, and then again so keith has this group um on the first day th- thursday of every month And if you go to rec.poker slash Keith Brandt, you can find out more about Keith, uh, the programs he likes to use to train and study. And you can also get some discount codes on some great programs like Advanced Poker Training and uh, Range Trainer Pro. Uh, So if you're interested in getting more involved with Keith or taking that that step to to become a better player, I'd encourage you to do that. And you can also find uh, some of those uh, resources over at rec.poker slash resources as well. Um, all right, John. Why don't you take us into the home game results? I understand PokerStars wasn't making wasn't making it easy for you this week
2: yes that is true so i think it's going to be hard for you to interrupt me because i don't have any results this week <laughs> um they will be coming i am oh sorry still... john
0: this is coming in um so i understand <laughs> so we had yeah chris uh, again just thanks again for all that you do here that's all it's oh you're so
1: it welcome it's always yeah. this is this is my favorite part of the show when we talk about <laughs> me and how great i am so
0: sorry john yes. were you in the middle of something there sorry
2: I was just oh, really? saying I think we should be talking about how great Chris is instead of this because <laughs> I don't have any results this week. Um, I am still waiting for uh, – if I don't get something soon, I will be announcing most of the qualifiers for the Tournament of Champions this month, minus I don't have the last 2 days' winners yet. Um, and so I don't know – I don't have any way of getting that information – Poker Star just seems to not have it.
0: Yeah, that's so weird. Um, it's just their their reporting protocol isn't working properly, and so we don't know who the winners right. of those tournaments were. So, right. that's, if that's anyone it.
2: happens to have that information in Poker Tracker, or if you won the game, you could let me know. Yeah, was... you won one, well, Kim. Yeah, yeah.
1: No. I, I won them all. Won... Everyone, you don't have records for it. Just me, me. Yeah, yeah me too. Yeah, you're i You're the third won the ball. person
0: that's told me that. <laughs> <laughs> john, what were the dates of the missing? Is it the last two days in in September, the 29th and the yeah, 30th?
2: Yeah, the 29th and 30th.
0: Okay, so if anyone was playing on Thursday the 29th or Friday the 30th and if you if you won, uh let us know, please John. You can email John at rec.poker. Um or if you didn't win but you were in the top 3 or 5 and you sort of saw how it went down, please do give John an email. Um I can't I can't stress how much john does here in the rec poker home game club it's not just setting up the clubs it's not just setting the structures it's tracking all these results um reporting all these results he he, he there's a website post that goes out for every single one of them he's very active on discord as well um, until twitter caught on to him he had a pretty good uh, uh pretty good <laughs> presence there as well um, and i just want to make sure people appreciate Uh, all the work that John Somsky does here at Poker, So my hat's off to you, John. And I'm sorry that PokerStars isn't just making it as easy as it possibly could be. Now we got to do all this uh, legwork. That's not fair, man. That's not fair.
2: Yep. Well, so back to what Chris is doing. Chris does (laughs) so much for...
4: I have results from the international games on September the 30th, if you need those.
2: Okay. I will let you know. Hopefully, right now, I've sent like there's a place you can record the, the results and or request the results and they email them to you. I have requested about 50 results and I've gotten the same tournament once or twice. Hmm. So I've gotten two okay. for
0: 50. Um, <laughs> so I like those real odds. great odds. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, so I guess a couple of the things I'll tease in the uh, calendar So I think I mentioned at the top, we're getting back together on our Tuesday night online play and hangs. That's super fun. I look forward to that every week. Um, And the fun country uh, group is going to be meeting on Thursdays an hour later than usual. So come and play for free and and win 25 bucks. We're also going to be adding an element to the Tuesday night online play and hangs. It's typically been just a premium member only event every week, but we're going to start introducing once a month. Uh, making it open to all community members. So you'll still have to go to rec.poker and get a free community account. But I mean, all it takes is an email address and a smile. How tough can it be? Um, go and sign up, get a free account. You can type in, you can uh, post in the forums. Uh, you can join in the home games. You can uh, get involved in our Discord. There's a lot of things that we do totally for free as part of our rec poker community membership. And uh, one of those things will be getting access to the monthly... Uh, community online play hang. Um The other thing we're going to be doing is we're going to start uh, doing a women's last longer. Uh, we have kind of an informal last longer in the OPA each week because, uh, you know, as people drop out of the, as people get busted in the tournament, often they stick around and, and kind of cheer on whoever's going to be winning the tournament that night. And the OPA group has a pretty good record. The, the, often the winner comes out of that OPA group for some reason. I think it's just that team magic dynamic. Um, but we're going to start, uh, having one specifically uh, to encourage some of our women members to get more involved and to come and uh, share in the fun. And we'll come up with some kind of way to make that a, a fun last longer kind of a competition. Um, so that's, that's something I'm looking forward to as well. So look at, look for some details on that. Mark Breshawn and I are still working out the kinks on exactly how to make the calendar events work properly, but that is coming down the line. Um, the, I think I mentioned already, so the theme of the month in October is going to be three betting from the point of view of the aggressor, and then the theme of the month in November will be defending against three bets. So if uh, either of those subjects are interested, uh, interesting to you, you've got tons of time to go join our premium membership. Uh, if you use the code Rec Poker, you'll get your first month for only $5, and it's only $15 a month. After that, that's one five. Uh, which I know is pretty good value for all the stuff we do, there's an event every single day um, between the home games, our study groups, the podcast, uh, our uh, strategy conversations, releasing videos. There's often two or three different kinds of events every single day that you can get involved with. And so whether it's for the learning or for the social side of things, or you just want to hang out with other people who love poker as much as you do, um, this is the place for you. So, so come in and uh, come and try it out. So I think we'll do, uh, we'll do our food bank draw here. I see four people have entered their names in starting with my man, Woody rocket box poker. Woody's got some exciting plans coming up too. I'm not going to break any news. Don't worry, Woody. But if you live in the state of Pennsylvania, hold on to your hat because uh, rocket box is putting something fun together and you might want to get involved in that. Um, so before we do that, I'll just say the only other thing, uh, Kim, you've got your hand history review on the fourth Tuesday of every month. I've already put together a couple hands that I'm going to share on all the wrong ways to play pocket jacks. So I don't know if that'll be what you end up looking at, but um, I, Sounds like I was, fun. <laughs> yeah, I, I, <laughs> I was, I was multi-tabling the other day. I was trying to get some paperwork done and just had a couple cash games up on the side and I got into a few spots with pocket jacks where the boards were the same, but I took very different actions on them so we can kind of compare uh, how you might play them and I'm interested to get your insight and how how the solver might approach some of that stuff.
4: Okay, I might have to change the date to the week before. I'm going to Malta for the Malta oh, Festival. Oh, wow. Right
0: nice. Amazing. So- I well, will be. If,
4: that's the day I arrive after an overnight flight. So I'm not sure. Okay. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, hey, folks, if you if you go duck, yeah, yeah, Joe. Oh, I was just wondering. You want to switch lives?
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Kim has a great life, doesn't she? She just travels around the world playing poker everywhere. This yeah. is what I want to be a retired veterinarian. Kim, is that your, is that your secret?
4: Yeah, and the fact that you know it was COVID really put a damper on that. Because yeah. that's what I was doing beforehand. But right. the good thing that came out of that was I discovered rec poker and the oh. amazing group we have here. And so that was especially great. Chris. <laughs>
1: <laughs> good point. Good point. Very good point, John. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, that's awesome. And so yeah, folks, I will say if you go to the website, if you go to www.rec.poker, um, the, the website itself, just on the home page. If you just scroll down a little bit, you'll see the weekly calendar. And so Sunday through Saturday, you can see all the different home games in yellow, all the different uh, blue engage events, whether it's the podcast, uh, uh, online play and hang, Twitch streams with Taylor, the book study, uh, monkeys off table tools, the fun country poker, fun country pokers, OPA. Um, I do my own poker tracker study group. Where we review hands with Poker Tracker once a month, the focus where we look at different kinds of software and get in there, the online review and hang. There's just so many cool things. The, the deep dive Q and A with Chris, the unshuffled mixed game challenge. Like this stuff all happens at least once a month, if not every two weeks. And um, there's just a lot of great stuff out there. Some of it's free. Some of it you got to be a premium member. You're gonna have to pony up that five dollars for your first month. But I encourage folks to go and check that out because there is a lot. Uh, a lot to get involved with and it, and it is super fun um anything else before i do the uh the draw here gang? all right this was this is a long one we got this was a longer longer episode than i was expecting okay so we got one two three four starting with uh rocket box working down i'm rolling an eight-sided die so we'll use one and two for one two and three for two etc cetera, et cetera, or three and four for two et etc cetera, etc cetera. i was getting there Chris i was getting there i was gonna get it I
1: wanted you to roll a two really badly there.
0: Yeah, that would have put me in jail, wouldn't it? (laughs) It's a one again. I'm not making this up. I want, can I even, I don't know, this might screw something up, but like, no, you won't be able to see it. Okay. No, no, no. We screwed it all up. Okay.
4: You sure that's not weighted that die?
0: (laughs) I swear, no, it's really not. And I use, sometimes I use the um, 12 sided, sometimes I use the 10 sided. Like, they can't all be weighted towards ones um but well, yeah can, how about that if anyone has <laughs> some fair dice out there that you would yeah. want to send to jim that's, that's maybe a good idea or or we just just start using a an rng or something um yeah we'll just we'll just have to see i'm kind of curious to, like how many times can we roll now i now i kind of want to push this i
1: mean i kind of like it because it really encourages people like i mean just you got to be <laughs> fast on the draw <laughs>
2: That's right. You know, you, well, you could just do random.org and then you can program whatever numbers you want in there It does the RNG and you know, it would handle any number. You wouldn't like you don't have an 11-sided die, no, but if there I were to... 11 people, you could say, "Hey, choose one to 11." It's a
0: good I might have to start doing that because the 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 laws of randomness when it comes to physical objects are really variants we're not finding the long-term variance here we're not getting to the end of variance. all we're seeing is pocket aces busting again and again and again and Kim will tell you that gets frustrating after a while
1: this is why they show you the numbers on the roulette wheel that just came because everyone's going to keep betting on you know whatever three because it, it hit three yeah. times in the past whatever
0: super hot right now so what <laughs> what one, one, rolling ones are so hot right now it's true it's true all right well then um I want to thank everybody in the YouTube chat here so uh uh ben woody charles uh martha i know we got a couple more in here uh dave uh it really is fun having more people in the chat uh typing questions in oh uh, yeah floor says ben we need we need a ruling over here let's let's test these dice <laughs> Yeah, don't worry, don't worry, Ben. Uh, Maybe we can
4: gonna... get a YouTube investigation going. Oh,
0: yeah. You know, let's get let's get poppy on this. Yeah, yeah. exactly. We Contact gotta get it. Let's
1: let's see if we can do a 30-hour stream on, on
2: Jim's <laughs> dice.
0: Oh, yeah, we you know, did not even this, talk about that at all. This Holy could be gosh. one of
2: the true co- crime podcasts that they oh. talk about while playing. That's
0: poker. Right. <laughs> All right. Well, um, thank you to everyone uh, in the YouTube chat. It makes our entire experience more fun having you here uh, playing along with us in real time. So thank you for making that happen. And um, of course, thank you to Kim and Keith and John and Chris, uh, not only for joining me tonight on the show, but for everything you do month in and month out to enrich the lives of, of our members here at Rec Poker. Uh, I'm so proud and pleased to be a part of this organization because of the people like you that make it what it is. Um, so thank you very much. Of course, we got to thank uh, Doc for coming on finally and uh, spreading uh, spreading some good, interesting light on uh, Wicca practices, and witchcraft, and poker, and coming back from uh, rock bottom. Um, and of course, I'd be remiss if I didn't thank uh, Mark Pershain and uh, the running aces hotel Racetrack and casino because we couldn't do it without them and we also couldn't do it without you the listeners you mean the world to us so thank you so much for tuning in and we'll see you next week all right have a good one All right. Good night, everybody. Have a wonderful time.